Hey, everybody, it's Nick and John, and we wanted to make sure that you know today is Giving Tuesday. Not just Giving Tuesday for giving, but we want you to do that, but Giving Tuesday podcasts. We wanted to recommend three other podcasts to you that you might like to listen to. So, Nick, take it away for yours. All right. Well, you know, I this is a a popular one. We do want it, we did want to focus on ones that you really might not have heard of or that haven't quite hit the top of the charts yet, but there's one that I just love so much that I have to mention. And that's Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. It's one of my favorites. I really enjoy the 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 uh, cadence that he does and and how he talks to his guests and how he's just so open. So that's the one that I really really would like to recommend. Uh, my second one that I want to recommend is Aviator Cast. For those of you who are interested in aviation, this is done by Angle of Attack. Uh, he's also a great YouTuber and uh, flight instructor. It's a and it's a really good podcast. Um, the last one that I'm going to recommend is more for people that are uh, they live in Nashville. But if you're interested in anything about Nashville, there's a really great uh, podcast called Curious Nashville. They don't have many up there right now, but they're slowly putting them together and putting them out. And it's done by Nashville Public Radio. Those are my top three that I wanted to share with everybody. How about you, John? The one extra I'll add to our list is Bring Dad a Beer. And and mainly because we actually met those two guys and we thought it was kind of a brilliant setup how they had it all put together. It's cute, not only Bring Dad a Beer, but it's actually two dads who live across the street from each other and they just talk sports and course they probably wouldn't have much to talk about right now but it's a it's a fun show to listen to maybe add it to your to-do list on this giving tuesday podcast Yes, you do. <laughs> yep. So this is fun. Good morning, John. It's Good not afternoon. Good fun. evening. <laughs> Why is it not as fun? Good evening, Nick. Oh, it's well. It's sometimes fun that we can see each other, but the listeners don't know. I guess maybe if we were in the same room, they wouldn't know anyway. But no. Well, when our it's, audio's off, it doesn't sound like we're in the same room, but when our audio is actually good, which I'm I think it is right now, it uh it does sound like we're in the same room and they can't tell. That being said, so <laughs> folks, yeah. we use a system called Squadcast and, yep. and and though we have had some issues and it was all on my end, it was con- connectivity issues. Excuse me. This platform has been wonderful. It really mm-hmm. has. And one of the things that it allows us to do is because John and I are in two different places, we can actually see each other while we talk. And that makes for a better conversation. It also means we're not going to talk over each other as much, even though we're very opinionated and we're going to do that anyways, uh, where I'm very opinionated. You're so full of crap. I can't believe you said that. Oh, sorry. I I just wanted to talk over you. You did a great job, but I see, I saw you and I stopped. Uh, and you can also see my hand gestures as I'm actually talking to you. I'm not Italian. I don't think I have any, any Italian in me, but I like to talk with my hands. Um, so anyway, Squadcast allows us to to see each other through video. And it's a fairly young company. I think it came out in 2015 or 2016. But they are revolutionizing the podcast industry by the offerings that they give through their system. 
one of which is or planned to be the fact that we can actually take the video recording as well and then publish that to a place like YouTube or something like that. So eventually we will be able to record our video and put it up there. Why don't we use Zoom, you might ask? Well, because there are some of the other things in the back end, like echo canceling uh, software and filters that actually run our audio runs through before it's delivered to us, that makes it easier for us to edit. And that's why we choose to use Squadcast over something like Zoom to record our podcast, even though a lot of people do use Zoom and it's a fantastic platform. Probably, I, I would say they're neck and neck on which one we ch have chosen. Um, the other thing, and why I'll just be perfectly blunt and honest about this. We haven't made the switch over to Zoom permanently because we already paid for a year of Squadcast. So mm. that being said, uh, and it's also a lot easier to, uh, to use the file management system and the backup system for Squadcast versus Zoom. That was my little pitch. I mean, that was kind of, a, I mean, they be, are technically an affiliate. Seems to be a bevy of reasons why yes, we're with Squadcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All that to say that eventually we will have the ability to post our video. And I think it'll be kind of fun to do that. I'm psyched about that. I really am not because, well, let's face it. We're not anything special to look at. No, but but we look good today. <laughs> we're wearing hats. Hats always make us hats, look better. Hats and headphones. Hats and headphones. Yeah, yeah, you look very dapper. You actually look like a podcaster now. Except I'm holding my stupid microphone until I get an awesome tripod or whatever you have for yours. Oh, I, yours is I, like I, a clamp connector. Mine is a clamp connector. You might you might have something coming in the mail as a present soon, John. <gasps> well, then thanks for telling me because I just ordered. No, I didn't. But. <laughs> I would, you should actually tell me what to get. I did do well with my headphones though. You did. I like them. They look good and they're better. They're actually better than mine. <laughs> so we were both about to talk they look there. Good. <laughs> they look good. That's all that matters. It really is all that matters. I, it, it, because you said that I, and why I know so much about what's coming out with Squadcast is I actually was on a Squadcast webinar thing. Um, oh, I don't think it was yesterday, but maybe it was the day before. Uh, it was late in the day, so I don't really remember. I was very tired. But they were talking about all the new things that were coming out, and they were also talking about headphones and microphones. And I don't remember the name of the one that came in number one, but the brand that came in number two for what podcasters use the most and have the most luck with are Audio-Technica. Hmm. Isn't that what your headphones are? That's what they are. Can you see? There you go. Audio-Technica. And when I did production, video production way back in, in, you know, the early two thousands, you know, that's so long ago. It doesn't seem like was that it long. still black and white. Black it was still white. black and white. Yeah. I changed everything yeah. to black and white. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that was what we used for our audio gear was all audio technica. And the reason we used it is you can actually take some of the audio technica gear. Um, I'll use wireless microphones as the example. You have a, a wireless mic pack that you put on your belt. And you yep. run the the lavalier mic up through the shirt. Yep. You can take that wireless and and someone at a uh, it was a an NAB conference in Las Vegas, a big conference room. He actually was working for Audio Technica. He had his Audio Technica mic pack. He said, "This is why I love the company I work for." Unhooked it, pulled it off his belt, and tossed it across the room, the mic pack, 
hit the back wall, wow. dropped on the floor. He walked over, he picked it up, plugged his XLR mic back in and started talking. He said, they're bulletproof. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty cool. And you know what the weird part was? And I wasn't at that conference, but the weird part was when he whipped it, it actually hit a guy that worked for him called Mike Pack and uh, hit him in the head. See, I thought you were going to say when he whipped <laughs> it, then he went and nay nayed. No. <laughs> wow. Thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> well, you know what I don't like about those Mike Packs is that when you're wearing one and then you go to the restroom and forget to shut it off, it broadcasts it to the entire room. It does. Here's the one thing I have to say about that. If that ever happens to you, it's not because you forgot to shut it off. It's because you pissed off the soundboard operator. <laughs> well, it depends. And you're absolutely correct if there is a technician and a soundboard guy and all of that. But often in hotel rooms, as you know, they set it and forget it. And there is one tech who's handling several rooms if there are multiple uh, sessions going on. Uh, that is true. At the same time. That so, is true. Very true. So, yeah, it's never so, happened. And which is funny because when we first started our podcast ways. today, when we first started the podcast today, I actually. Uh, John came on and he's got his new headphones and he couldn't hear me. So he was getting upset because he thought his headphones stopped working. <laughs> Damn it. And I, I'm, I'm looking on, I'm looking on my computer. I'm looking at Squadcast. I'm making sure all the settings are right. And I'm like, why is John not hearing me? I look, cause I can see his settings and he had everything set up right. And I'm like, what's going on? Then I finally decided to look over at my soundboard and someone had <laughs> muted my channel on the soundboard. I'm going to blame someone else because I doubt it was me because I never hit mute, but it probably was me. But I, someone had hit the mute button, and I didn't know. So I, I understand <laughs> what you, you're talking about just in reverse. <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the Steve Martin comedy syndrome where back in the old days he did a bit about um, – uh, the number of the correct number of speakers to have with your stereo system. He uh -huh. said, you know, you start out with the two speakers and ooh, stereo. It's awesome. And then, you know, you think well, I'm listening to this and I'm going, wow, this sucks. And so yeah, then you move to the four speakers and wow, your four speaker surround sound is awesome. And I'm listening to this. He says, and it sucks. So I went through <laughs> the 10 speaker setup. And I'm listening to this thing and man, the speakers are everywhere and it sucks. And then I went with the dodecaphonic, which is the number of speakers next to infinity. And I'm listening to this thing and it sounds like shit. Hey, maybe it's the needle on the record player. <laughs> <laughs> Steve yeah. Martin comedy from yep. many moons ago. And oddly enough, I now have a new turntable. I think you told about you, that. Yeah. That is, it works pretty cool. It's, uh, I have these little dinky speakers, uh, good speakers. They're uh, Klipsch. I'm sure you know Ooh, the name. Yes, I know Klipsch yeah. very well. Very nice, but there's very little low end. Uh, we had them for mid-range speakers with surround sound years ago. Anyway, but uh, so not a lot of sound or a lot of uh, uh, power coming to them, but I'm sure that makes my new condo neighbor happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. So my, my editing setup when I was talking about the audio technica audio, um, microphones, my speakers that I edited with were Klipsch. Ah. 
Everything awesome. was Klipsch. I love, I love yeah, that. It's a brand. good name. It's very, very good. Really good mm -hmm. name. And uh, they, yeah, there's just really quality for small speakers. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, so anyway, we, before we yeah, jumped so on, I have a turntable <laughs> on my console you, behind my desk. And do you do some scratching every Lisa once in a while? Down and looked at it and just shook her head. Is, do you well, do some no, audio scratching? <laughs> Yes. Waka, waka, waka. No, I don't. But thank you for making me do that. So some of you already know that because you're on our team that every Friday we have a call. And on the Friday call, one thing we've been doing since we've been home doing the, the COVID-19 thing is the they pick a person and it is what's up with that person. Well, last week, John was that person. And he nominated me for this past week. So when we did it, I, I my one of the questions was, "What is your, uh, what is one habit that you've started, or what was it? Is that how it goes? What was the habit that you started, or what's the one thing that you would tell everyone that embar that embarrasses you, something like that?" So my biggest thing right now is uh, TikTok. I've started. Uh, watching a lot of TikTok. And uh, uh, there are a lot of people that are like me who didn't really, knew it existed, didn't really pay attention to it, didn't really want to get into another social media network. But then, of course, with all of this going on, we're all jumping in with both feet. And a lot of people are doing, the whole point of the story was a lot of people that are posting are, again, people in our age groups, John, a lot of people posting um, stuff about having house parties with record players and doing the scratching and stuff. But of course it's there. You can't hear them actually scratching. It's scratching from the music that they've chosen. Uh, that just reminded me of that when you were, when we were talking about that. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> TikTok. I'm so impressed by you now, isn't it? And I thought I saw this. Well, I initially looked at it some time ago, but isn't it like a 15-second max that you can post? Uh, no, I think it's. I think you can go longer. I don't know. I haven't posted anything. I've only watched it right now. Um, oh, I have okay. been tempted to post a couple of times, just haven't, haven't been brave enough to do that yet. Uh, so when I first started watching it, I didn't sign up for it because you, you're allowed to just kind of go through the, the all the feeds and just kind of watch mm -hmm. what they recommend. And then my daughter started wanting to watch it more often. But of course, there aren't a lot when you're just doing the regular feed. There's some that are funny and then there's some that are very inappropriate. So because you haven't signed up, the algorithm hasn't kind of captured what you want to look at. Yeah, so I, right. I went ahead and signed up and then I started saving things that I'm interested in. Like I think uh, I don't know if Steve Martin is one of them, but I, he probably would be if I found him. But I just uh, started following Anthony Hopkins today because he he's joined TikTok. He put his first TikTok up yesterday, I think. And uh, so, yeah, I've, I've followed a bunch of people. So now if you go through my feed, most of them, 90 percent of them are appropriate for little kids. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> what, it, what a shock you've got. Right. You have. Uh, let's see. Barney. Uh, you <laughs> yeah, I love you. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure that is one of your selected ones. Yes, absolutely. Ice princess, you know, all of those. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, and it's, it's a lot of dancers because she likes dance and stuff like that. It's a lot of artists. And then of course mm -hmm. my movies and airplane 
TikToks. So there are a lot of people jumping on right now. There was actually a TikTok. I'm, I should send it to you, John, because I, I know I sent it to um, Matt Smolik. Shout out to Mr. Smolik. But uh, it, what up, Matt? I'm in here actually doing some work work together this next week. So I'm excited. Oh, yeah. About that. That'll be, f- yeah. That'll be fun. Yes, it will. If I can find it. So you, you watched TikTok. the presentation, and now I'm just filling yes. time while I try to find it. I, I sent you the present, or you saw the presentation. What did you think of the TikToks that I put up there? Was there, or is there one that stood out to you? Well, I liked the <laughs> I liked the one that showed the progression of being in quarantine, where you're, <laughs> where at you know the first day you're at home, you're like, what TikTok? Why wow, that's stupid! I can't believe it. And then after a week, you're Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, I see what they're doing and yeah, it's fine. And then two weeks later, you're looking at it and about a month after you've been in quarantine, you're posting crap just because you are so tired of being in quarantine. The dad dance moves uh, seems yep. to be like a, a good idea for you. So I enjoyed that one. That was good. And the others are several of the others. A couple of the others. I had trouble uh, hearing the audio. So Sorry. But that's an example maybe where Zoom does not uh, uh, maybe make that sound. Well, and that's the the thing with Zoom. It's become popular so quickly and uh, coinciding with all the quarantine time that people have and working from home that it often has uh, minor issues. Uh, and not necessarily from the platform, but from connectivity that people are going through. The Internet is <laughs> just really uh, uh, fragile it seems like these days uh, a lot of it is webinars i've been to you have to you have to log off and log back in again but just in order yep. to uh, to hear the content to refresh yeah so, so. I, I just texted it to you if okay it, if it made it to your phone but uh, i want you to watch it and describe it to people because i think it's hilarious well look at so me. john john is pulling up his phone right now I'll give you, I'll start the context and then he can fill it in. So it's a TikTok and it says companies thriving during COVID. Companies thriving during COVID. Uh, you have an, you have an Apple, don't you? Yeah. Apple phone. Is it not I may not through? be able to hear it or anything. We'll see. Well, my son has the same thing and it's, it just doesn't convert well to Android, but that's okay. Let me just see if I can get it. Let me turn up my media first and let's see. Wow. That was kind of weird. It is such a look how tiny it is. Oh, okay. So all right down to the bottom. So it's tough to see. It's a it's a guy wearing a suit and shorts. So it says companies thriving through COVID nineteen. He turns around and it says Zoom. We get oh hold on. It's going too fast. It says Zoom. Zoom, we get 10 million users a day. And then the next one is TikTok, and it's his wife dancing. TikTok, we get 100 million users a day. And then it gets to the climax of the music, and then all of a sudden it shows Pornhub. Uh 
Really? And it doesn't have it doesn't say anything after that because everyone knows. I mean, the the original two are sitting there clinking glasses, and then they have the shocked face, the shock looked on their face because here comes the Pornhub guy, and he's just dancing because you know it's COVID. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yes, it was truly the size of it, and that's the other thing. Apple coming to Android phones is I cannot enlarge it. And the size is literally maybe one inch high by half an inch wide. It's so that's impossible to see. That should tell you a lot, John. (laughs) Yeah. It actually does tell me a lot that they don't shake hands. Ah, That's not where I was going with that. Here's the thing about Apple that you should know is that Android outsells Apple like two to one. It does. But that's not a fair comparison because Android oh, is an problem. operating system. We could go yes. on and on about this. Android is an operating system and is on multiple uh, brand phones. So of iOS. course it's going to have a higher, oh. a higher uh, sale volume. Here's the other thing though. What's the iOS fail rate versus an Android fail rate? Uh, six to two. It's, uh, Apple fails about five or six percent of the time, whereas an Android phone um, goes somewhere between thirty-five and forty percent of the time. That's their failure rate. Huh? What do you mean yep. failure rate? What does I, that overall failure rate. Do what? Oh, okay. So I've had this for mm, four years, maybe. Yeah, this I'm surprised. Android it's still, phone, which happens to be a Galaxy a, S8. Okay. And it is a very nice phone has been highly rated for many, many years in the same realm as Apple. And I'm not sure what you would call a failure rate. Mine has yet to fail on anything or any element of... Well, usability. then you fall so into that 60% range. You mean 35% of them at some point fail? So I don't know the semantics of it, but yeah, that's what I would assume. <laughs> uh, not semantics. Well, okay, so... Back, Mr. I have my I, I have I my very know. first iPhone. Do you know that ninety eight percent of the iPhones fail when you strike them with a hammer? Did you know uh, that only ninety eight percent? See, that's well, still a pretty good. I mean, you still got there that are two percent that somehow live through that. I think it's three percent of Androids that will survive a hammer strike. Uh, oh, just so you know, yeah, yeah. Well, bring it on over. So, bring your phone on over. We'll test that. Because <laughs> I still have on my construction site. <laughs> I still have my first iPhone from like 2009. That's awesome. It, you know what it it's still doing? Works. Propping your door open. Probably. It is. Oh, no, it is. I mean, it, but it still works. I can still turn it on. <laughs> no, but it still works. <laughs> the door yep. does not close. <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, it's useful. It hasn't failed I have, yet. I have, um, I have a MacBook Air for my work computer and I do like it. There are some things about it that drive me crazy, but only because it feels like the PC and the Macs, they purposely do things. So Windows and and Apple purposely do things to differentiate themselves in usability from one or the other. And it's just like, come on, can we not just get together we all just get along kind of (laughs) kind of because switching back and forth is really a hassle yeah and i think what i miss the most is the backspace (laughs) i i can see that Uh, uh, but you know i think i i think they are just similar enough and and 
there are a bunch of companies that do that. I use, so I, in my past life, I was also a photographer. Yes. I am a Canon person. So I use Canon DSLRs. That's what I, I'm used to. But when I taught, my students had the option between, and they had a lot of options, but really the two that were the biggest that everyone purchased were either Canon or Nikon. Mm-hmm. Both phenomenal cameras, both had their pluses and their, and their, uh, or their, their uh, pros and their cons. Yep. And, uh, both were used in different areas much better than the other, but everything was backwards on both. So if I picked up a Nikon oh. after using a, a, a <laughs> Canon, I could figure it out, but I would have to reverse everything because it was backwards. And that was really the, the only stop is on the left, not on the right. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's the thumb movements, yeah. depending on how you have your camera yeah. set up. You know, my, mine is uh, a dial and a dial on here and a dial here, the dial up here changes the, the uh, shutter speed and the dial down here changes the um, aperture. Nikon is the reverse. That's, sure. I mean, that's how stupid it is, but they, well, they, and, 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 yep. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say they, they are definitely different systems as a whole. Nikon has better glass in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. And what I mean by glass is the lenses. Charles so Tice. when you take a, the, take a picture, they, they, um, they're just a lot more sharp versus a Canon, which is a lot, it, it has kind of dull edges, but Canon does that on purpose because Canon, in my opinion, again, this is all my opinion. Other photographers will argue with me on it. Um, but Canon is better used in a studio for portraits. It's still very clear, very sharp, but it, it has softer edges. So it makes your models look a little bit better. Again, awesome. That's, we could use that. Yeah, we could, especially, especially <laughs> us. <laughs> and wouldn't, what was, oh gosh, what were the, some of the old tricks that they used to do in movie making so many years ago that when the, the, uh, to make the, especially the females, not that there's any significance to that, but to make them look better in close-ups, they did it with, uh, remember moonlighting you're too young for yeah. that but you may have heard bruce willis and uh yeah i know moonlighting very well who was the I'm female actor that. um that was uh um oh crap if you wouldn't have asked me um my fault God. sorry sybil shepherd sybil shepherd shepherd thank you she was famous for having them either like shoot through a nylon <laughs> or yep. or uh smearing like uh petroleum jelly yeah to soften yeah soften the look well you can also do that with with a lot of light you know really blow out your subject you can soften you know that yes of course and and of course the the oh gosh uh uh the cells the cellulose that would change the see aren't you impressed that i know so much about that so impressed we we called them (laughs) we called them gels but yeah damn it I, I can remember it, but I, yeah, fortunately I didn't. Hey, I learned what gaffer tape was, so I was fine with that. They yeah. Put it over my mouth and, uh, <laughs> you were about, you just said what I was thinking. You're um, welcome. Gaffer, you, you can't, that's gaffer's tape is just as useful as duct tape. You should, uh, anyone in the arts should always have a roll or two of gaffer's tape, but it's, it's. Well, explain, describe how it's different from duct tape because it is. It is. It's it's softer for one. It's not. Yeah. I would I would kind of describe duct tape as um, metallic in feel and look on the outside, not yeah. on the sticky side. Yeah. Gaff tape is more of a fabric tape, 
hockey hmm. players would probably um, know what gaffer's tape is a little bit more because it's very similar to the the tape you put on your stick. Hmm. Um, I don't know people that don't play hockey. I don't know what it would compare to. A little bit more like medical. Like if you're taping yourself up for a football game, that's the same type of material. Oh, that's uh, like a, uh, but that's more of an adhesive tape. That is more of an adhesive tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which but gaffer's tape is, is similar to that in, in, in texture not talking about the function. Yeah. Right, right, right. And, and it's, it. I just like it better than duct tape just because, I mean, but it works. Functionality is very similar. To, yeah. Du- uh, gaffer, tape. Gaff tape doesn't usually leave much uh, sticky behind when you pull it up. That's true. And it's not but as it's, fibrous. Um, right. It seems like as duct tape yep. is. Yep. I can't believe but it's we're a, spending this much time on that. A tape. That's <laughs> going to be the title. Tape. <laughs> hey, you know what my new favorite is? What? Uh, gorilla tape. Oh, gorilla tape's wonderful. That's so you've stuff. been, you've been doing thick. some painting? Well, no, no, no. We don't use it for that. No, gosh, no. That's this is stuff that is like is like duct tape combined with gaffer's tape that yep. you actually put to it's that thick and, and it's pretty amazing no the yeah. painting we use uh the blue tape the scotch i the think blue it's tape. 3m or scotch i'm not sure but you know that blue painter's tape not cheap yes by the way but it's not awesome cheap at all because no it, but it's it much better off. i actually use the green the green ones the blue one for some reason we can't get it to work it might be the humidity i don't know the varying green. levels of stickiness yeah yep. you may be right with the humidity it's a good thought yeah Green, uh, green. You know, tape is really one of those things. I like to have. <laughs> hold on. I always have scotch tape, and have had this thing for many, many years. And the scotch tape, you know, like you'd have in an office. I very seldom use it. And you, I, I got like a a box of ten rolls of this tape. Yeah, five years ago, I think I still have four left. <laughs> Hardly ever use it, but it's nice. that tape that nice. you want to have just in case. And I know what people are saying. See, are they I'm going to continue talking about tape. Yes, we are. Um, that was Jim Gay. So I, I, I know you, you, you have your Scotch tape there, and see the uh, Scotch I have in my scotch. office. I used <laughs> what. I was going to say the it's scotch I have scotch. that I use in my office. It's uh, it it gets used a lot, um, and I usually have to refill it uh, every uh, every few days. So oh, those refills, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little harder to get though. You can't go to an office store in many states and find it there. Um, well, you can. You might have to go into the general manager's desk for so. Right, right. Yeah, most of that's <laughs> empty by the time I get there though. If you have to deal right. with me in any sort of store, it's going to be. <laughs> oh, you're a funny man. Funny looking. Well, and I can see that right now. You yeah. used to say that when we were just audio only. And now, I mean, we're now both. Now you can see it. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. I'm looking at me. Sorry. Never mind. There you are. Yep. yep. <laughs> I have a uh, face for radio and a voice for silent film. Speaking of voice. <laughs> Speaking of voice, just before we started, my daughter was up here again, and she's playing Roblox (laughs) on my iPad. So I handed her some headphones to put in so I wouldn't hear the other side of the conversation. And so one thing that uh, I found during this whole COVID thing is in the beginning, in the first couple of weeks, 
I would go downstairs, uh, and I've said it many, many times on this this podcast before. My office is on the third floor, and that's when I where I do my recording. Yep. But when we started all of this, I was downstairs in the dining room, and my daughter was doing her schoolwork, my wife was working, and I was working. And it worked really, really well until I got on a call. And I've been told now that I speak way too loud when I'm on a call. When I'm on a Zoom call or something like that, they say I yell. I don't think I yell, but they, they say I yell and I'm really, really loud. So I've been, I've been uh, kicked out and put in the office again. So now I've been working from my office. All that to say, Peyton came up here and when she put the headphones on, she was yelling into the <laughs> iPad while she was playing. And I'm like, I'm the one who yells. So I had to kick her out. And uh, then John had a funny story about the, uh, about Sweden. Was it Sweden or Norway? About, no, see, there you are lumping all those Scandinavian countries together. It was no, Denmark. It was Norway. My mother and I, many years ago, went, went to Norway. We actually did go to Denver too. Denver, <laughs> Denmark. Too. I thought you we said that on purpose. Weeks. Well, I did. Yeah, we went to Denver too. We went three weeks in Europe, and it was many years ago, but it was it was great in hindsight. I wasn't terribly excited about going because it was just my mom and me. Uh, without getting into long drama stories, it was shortly after my dad passed away, and she had always wanted to go to Europe. So she said, "Would you go with me?" And I was nineteen, and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> well, it was a great trip. It was a a tour. And, uh, you know, several, uh, kids were on it, people, my age and, and a couple of hotties, uh, that were my age, which was quite convenient. Um, but, but anyway, it was great. We went to Germany and Switzerland. Oh man. Highly recommend Switzerland, uh, Denmark, and then Norway. We had relatives in Norway. My grandma, my mother's mom is a hundred percent Norwegian. And so I actually studied Norwegian for a, uh, semester in college and I was terrible at it, but it didn't matter. Uh, I still got an A and <laughs> the first, and I was kind of excited about going to Norway because uh, we would have a chance to finally, I can use some of what I learned. And the first lady I got to speak with was a drunk lady who was trying to get on our tour bus to go over the hill into Oslo. And so she stopped us and she's, she's waving us down. And so we pulled over and she's hammered and was, you know, talking, uh, uh, yes. Uh, which means I am drunk and <laughs> we would let her on the bus nice. and we kept going. When my mother met some of our, uh, Norwegian relatives, I found, and they, most of them studied English their whole lives. So she, you know, they could speak the language probably better than we could. But my mother, when she was speaking to them, would lean in and would speak loudly and distinctly with wonderful diction to make it a more understandable conversation. And I said, Mom, they're Norwegian, not deaf. <laughs> <laughs> and with Mom, it was we've teased her about it for years, that, that she would, if you talk louder and like this, Maybe seriously, maybe uh, that would be a better way to teach languages. Just yeah. speak that way, and yeah, I find Rosetta that Stone to be true. Got I, I was mom. just going to say, I just, I, I just purchased a lifetime subscription to Rosetta Stone, 
And uh, that's how they teach. They just sit there and they scream at you the entire time <laughs> in the language. They got it from my mom. <laughs> yep. That's uh oh wait, no, I'm sorry. That's Rosaletta stone. I, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the low end version. <laughs> right. Right. It's Rick stone. You know, my mom <laughs> taught me how to teach languages. And, yeah. I can't speak my own, but you know, <laughs> oh my goodness. That's, so, that's a, yes, that was quite a, quite a time. And did, did you say in that story, forgive me, cause I was laughing too hard that most of your family speaks English already. So that she didn't <laughs> even really need to be yelling. <laughs> most, you mean most of my family from the States? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not all of them. No, no, I'm but, not talking uh, about the ones from the States. We know they can't speak English. Oh. <laughs> Just like yes. your podcast partner. Yes, the Norwegian relatives and and <laughs> sometimes he speaks English, but he keeps mixing it up, you know. That's right. With your lifetime subscription to to uh Rosetta Stone now, you can uh, you will uh, Ro yeah, Rosetta Stone. You could be speaking Ugandan at some point. I I definitely could be. I'll put that on my list. <laughs> I bet you will right up there. I know. Anyway, yes, most Europeans speak English, and and you know, and it's and it's interesting. Speaking of your your flying history and my flying interest and desire to fly uh, private planes, um, that's the international flight language is English. English, yes, it is. And so, if you you cannot fly anywhere in the world if you do not speak English. Yep. Isn't that interesting? It is. I think it's very so. On that so topic, we're too, qualified. <laughs> uh, were you ever a fan of Ice Pilots? Do you ever watch that television show? I don't think so. It was oh, the... it, I would highly recommend it if you're looking for something to binge. You can get it on Amazon Prime. It's called Ice Pilots. Ice Pilot. Okay. And it is a company in the Northwest Territories of Canada, and they are Buffalo Airways. For those who want to look it up, they um. They fly uh, cargo all over uh, northern Alaska and uh, up into the Arctic, and they use nothing but warbirds. So they fly DC-3s, um, wow. C-46s, C C-47s, which is also a DC-3, um, and then a bunch of other uh, – they, they just – in in the episodes, because they were done a few years ago, they had just started bringing on Electras. So it's a really fun program to watch, and they're all doing it in sub-zero temperatures. Wow. Uh, but anyway, they they I don't think they're making any more of those programs, or I don't know when they ended it because it was a Canadian production. But um, Mikey McBrien, who is one of the sons of the owner of Buffalo Airways and one of the stars of the show, he has his own YouTube channel. Last year, they found, restored, and flew uh, during the, I think it was the 70th, 70 or 75th anniversary, I should know my my years, of the D-Day invasion, because mm -hmm. this DC-3 that they found and restored came, actually flew during D-Day. Wow. So they restored it and flew it for the celebration. Uh, it was really, really neat. And that was season one. So season two, they are uh, building a, a triplane, a tri-wing airplane, like Think of um, uh, what's the German um, Red Baron? The Red Baron. The Red Baron. Yep. So they're building a Fokker, uh, F O K K E R. Uh, that yep. looks like the Red Baron airplane. 
And yeah. so they're in the process of building that, but Mikey goes and does these little history segments. And one of the favorite things from the program and also from his uh, pod or not podcast, his, his YouTube channel is information about DC threes or C 47s. And this time he actually was uh, talking about, or they found some plans where the Douglas company teamed up with Fokker right before they went under to build DC threes or C 47s in Europe. And then they had a whole bunch of different plans. The Swiss had made plans with Fokker to build or to um, change the DC threes slash C 47s into bombers and all of the wow. different things they put turrets on it and stuff like that. So it was really, really interesting to see all the different plans. It all stemmed from a, the previous episode where they actually put a DC three on floats. But so there are a set of DC threes and I know of one in this country, because if anyone's a fan of um, flying chops, they actually have an episode where he is flying a DC three from someone who lives in, I think he lives in Florida. He owns his own DC three. It's from 1938. And it is an actual Douglas Fokker DC three rather than a Douglas DC three. So Interesting. there now that's my history so, lesson I for today. Well, and so, so I know, I mean, I've, I've heard of the Fockers before and one of my favorite, um, I think it was a YouTube video that I watched is all of these. So if you fly, you know, that, um, uh, it, the air traffic control will give you directions. So set your, your heading and they'll, you know, tell you what to do and where to go. And you have to repeat it back to them before you execute it. And so there is, <laughs> there is a commercial airliner. I want to say it was a Delta flight and he was told to follow a, a, a Fokker, which is a, a small aircraft and he, he's in a 737 and they said, uh, they said Delta, uh, 737, follow the Fokker in for approach and turn, uh, turn left for runway two seven right or whatever and so mm -hmm. he goes i've always wanted to say this roger uh delta <laughs> delta boeing 737 following the little fucker got it <laughs> <laughs> something like that he obviously did it in the uh, air, airline pilot voice where uh, uh, roger, uh, i'll be uh, following the little fucker but anyway, it was beautiful, and he laughed about it. And I've wanted to say this for a long time, he said. <laughs> That's hilarious. Very funny. Very funny. I'll follow the little fucker. Well, follow the little fucker. That's, That's yeah. Um, so I'm, I'll be interested to see what the, the fucker ends up looking like. They're, they're having a lot of trouble putting it together. But the interesting thing, if you guys are interested, uh, look up Mikey McBrien. It's M-I-K-E-Y-M-C-B-R-Y-A-N. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. But um, do it. The, every, every dollar that he makes from this YouTube channel goes into restoring the Fokker. Oh, cool. And went into restoring awesome. the DC-3. So it's, it's interesting to follow that along. Um, yeah. So that's... Very cool. Yeah. Um, the One of the YouTube channels I subscribe to is uh, uh, 310. Uh, so I can't think what it's called. It's 310 Flight or whatever. But it's this guy who owns a twin-engine retractable uh, uh, plane that he and his wife just fly all over. He's from uh, 
outside of Chicago and they, it just posts their flights, everything from, you know, not the midair stuff where they're, you know, flying for two hours or anything like that, but takeoffs and landings and sometimes what they engage in when they get to their, their destination. But it's really kind of fun. And, you know, anybody who enjoys flying a plane enjoys the whole takeoff and landing. Oh, and his wife's hot as we <sighs> earlier that, you know, you have to have thumbnails and yeah, his wife provides some pretty good thumbnails, but it's really interesting and they're, they're cool people. And, uh, uh, yeah, so it's kind of an interesting interesting channel is it? I, and i follow a lot of people that do that um i'm trying to look up one of them right now because i can't remember the name of the channel but he, he it's not a v-tail bonanza but he flies a bonanza and he's a young kid oh doctor killer uh no he doesn't fly a doctor killer he flies a t-tail no, that would bonanza. be a v-tail though isn't it that would be a v-tail yep doctor killer <laughs> um see how i remember that stuff yeah it's, that's good that's good yeah, but uh um better things to do with my brain i want to say gutweiler is his last name but I can't, okay. for some reason, I can't find it. But uh, it was, he's got a, an Alaska uh, trip that he did. So he's got several episodes and it's it's fun watching him fly that thing in to places. And, and one of them, he landed on a road in Idaho uh, to go have a burger at this gas station. And, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. And I've seen, I see people do that all the time on the channels that yeah, I watch because there are, they, there are a lot of people that do that, but most of them are, uh, they're uh, backcountry pilots, so they've got yes. the the tire, the big tires. They're yeah, the stole yeah. aircrafts that land yeah. in a short distance. A bonanza does not land in a short distance, no. and it's not. <laughs> now, I will say, and this is something my stepdad and my stepbrother used to say to me all the time: the landing gear on a bonanza is built like a fighter um, with the ability to land on an aircraft carrier. That's how sturdy they are. So it can land anywhere. Oh, it can land gosh. off airport if you really want it to, but. Wow. They're not built to do that. They're built to be fast. And, and, but watching him fly this thing in and almost hitting cars as he's taking off in one point, um, is really, really fun, fun to watch. So yes, I, I, I think again, I think his last name is gut Gutweiler. Cool. Well, one that I, the one I was talking about is uh three ten three one zero pilot P I L O T. And okay. it's just very, very fun. And, and uh pretty pretty cool stuff but yeah i've watched i've subscribed to a few and of course i can't find any right now but a few of course of those, not because we uh, want to we want to yeah, and we I want know, to talk about it so we can't find it well and i have 300 some of them exactly <laughs> subscribed to so it's crazy but anyway yeah but the, you were talking about the bush planes with the great big tires and this guy can literally land almost anywhere and I said, literally, I know you love that. Uh, literally. And, and oh my gosh. And, and it's just, you know, you've got a 500 foot runway <laughs> easily is able to do yeah. that. And it just blows me away. Yeah. It's uh, the ones that I watch that are um, backcountry pilots. Um, where is it? Now I can't find those. I, I just saw the off off airport ones here. You know what people love? They love when we're scrolling through YouTube right? channels to find they out do. ones. To... But at is... least we're I talking swear, while we're doing it. I swear Nick and Quaddy had me enthralled. Yes, as they were searching their <laughs> YouTube channels. Nothing gets my interest more than when they scroll through those channels that they like to watch. 
But we're I that's still want to I still maintain we're a lot better than we used to be because we would actually stop <laughs> talking while we were doing it and now we can do it while we're talking. <laughs> I've been scrolling through the entire show today. Me too. Me yeah. too. <laughs> Well, I'll say there's there's one channel I watch uh, that I really, really like called Aviation 101. Uh, he is a CFI, which means he's a, a, a flight instructor, but he's, a, a again, a young kid. My favorite one of his, my favorite series of his is when he went to Alaska and did some bush flying. So I would, cool. uh, because he actually teamed up with um, one of the other guys that I follow that I can't find who lives in Alaska <laughs> and does a bunch of bush flying. <laughs> Um, okay, so you were talking about about shows to uh, to uh, uh, start binging on, and um, one I was thinking of was Mountain Men. Have you ever seen that? Oh yeah, I've seen. Yes, my and uh, well, I shouldn't I just say my father in law Craig watches it yeah. all the time. Yeah, love me some Craig. What a cool uh, guy! Who doesn't love Craig? He's just. I think awesome he should have guy. his own podcast. I think he should too, and. I think if we adapted his way of speaking, where we're a little bit more West Virginia, is it West Virginia or he's just over the border, isn't he? He's in Tennessee. Yeah. East Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. But not far from the border. Nope. He's got that awesome uh, accent and he probably doesn't notice any accent, no, uh, but it's, it's, he has a wonderful, wonderful way of speaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love to listen to him anyway we have a new neighbor i think we talked about my new neighbor um i did hear him talking in the backyard the other day and he's got the same accent so he must be from east tennessee your backyard or his own no he was in his own backyard okay (laughs) we're we're close we're fairly close yep matt it's matt guthmiller guthmiller g-u-t-h-m-i-l-l-e-r you finally found it i finally found it yep okay Awesome. Well, so Mountain Men is interesting, and one of the guys, I think his name is Marty, uh, is in Alaska someplace, and he has a little, it's like a, um, uh, gosh, there's a name for it. He built it, and so it's a tiny plane, but he uses it to haul stuff and to go back and forth to his actual house, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun watching some of his flying episodes one of my favorite bush pilots um is trent palmer i know we've talked about because he's scrolling Uh, he did not lose me i'm right here (laughs) i can see that you're right there (laughs) but i can also see you have drool running down to the side of your mouth so i know you're because i'm looking at airplanes um (laughs) no the the one i the one (laughs) one of the ones that i watch during your favorite podcast i like to look at airplanes with exactly. my pants down. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, they, they knock my pants off. There's a difference. Um, wow. Okay. Anyway, Trent Palmer is one of them. He's yeah, one I of like my, Trent. Yep. yep I knew him. you watched his. Um, and Jonas uh, Marchinko. Jonas, Marcinko. he's the guy who he's got the hot girlfriend that he just proposed it's, to. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I know way too much about these people. Those are my those are my three that I would recommend. There are a few others, um, but they're not quite as much fun. They're fun <laughs> for me, but they're not for, for yeah. normal people. That's just for normal not, people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The rest of them is more. They're more procedures and stuff like that. These guys are just going out and having fun. Say, hey, look what my airplane can do. <laughs> oh, did you hear that they canceled Oshkosh for this year? 
No, not, I didn't hear that. that. But we fly in EAA oh. fly in. Yeah, I, I I caught what you I caught wind of what you were saying there. I knew you knew. Yeah, that's but sad. Not everybody does. That's, that's, they canceled the city of Oshkosh. Yes, <laughs> they're going to call it Fond du Lac now. So, which is <laughs> outside of Oshkosh. So. <laughs> oh, that's he's funny. a funny man. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the EAA uh, flying really is not going to happen this year, unfortunately. It's, it's too bad, sad, but whatever. What's so is that uh, that's the first time since it started that it's been canceled, isn't it? I think uh, to my knowledge, historically, yeah. And I don't know, do you remember when it started, or do you know that? I don't, I bet know you that. can find out because I bet you, you I are right in front of your computer, and yep. you and Google are close friends. Or I could just ask, you know, because I have my Google, what do they call them, the little mini? Okay, Google. When was the EAA fly-in established? 1953. September This girl is a wealth of information. She really is. She really yeah. is. She's pretty did, amazing. Did you hear me? Because I called it before she said it. You said 1953, but you didn't say September. So it could have been any time oh, in 1953 geez. as far as you are concerned. <laughs> 1953, by the way, is the year that my mom came over from Europe. That was when they immigrated. Well, yeah, but what month? Oh, God, I don't know. I remember the name of the boat. <laughs> oh, well, how can we prove you wrong? I don't. What's well, the name I, of the you, boat? Dave? The Big Bear? No, the Big Bear. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Well, that's awesome, though. That's very cool. 1953. Yep. That is very 50. cool. And she emigrated yeah, from Germany, right? Nope. Try Dang again. It. <sighs> it's close. It's very close. She well, she came over with her wooden shoes, if that gives you a hint. Oh, from Holland. Yep. Yep. Holland. <laughs> I think that's the way it's pronounced. I, yes. But she's no, no. German. Well, You're technically, German, no, she's right? Dutch. Nope, Dutch. You though, you I'm, told me you have because remember the dogs you had and reparations the, from World War II, not because they're German, because they're Jewish. Yeah, I knew that, but you yeah, had. They have Jews in Holland uh, too. Oh gosh, no, but you had <laughs> German dogs. Wow. Yes. You yes. had German dogs, but I did not know that poodles, because they were poodles, were right? Right. Yep. Or standard German. poodles. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. standard poodles, automatic poodles, though, they're not from Germany. They're from Japan, I think. Oh, I have no idea. Standard transmission versus Yeah, I got automatic. you. Yeah, I got you. you did not. I, was, I will. I Okay, I'll admit that I didn't quite go there. <laughs> I went towards guns. I was going, you know, standard versus automatic, and I was going to say semi-automatic is the right way of saying There's, it, John. But you don't call it a standard gun; it's a standard no. gun. No, I'm just mean? telling you where my brain went. I'm not saying it was right. That's, I'm just saying that's oh, where my brain went. <laughs> I thought you were trying to justify. It. No, no, you were not. Well done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I have I ever not admitted when I'm not right? Uh, it Wait a second. So seldom. Oh, yeah, it does happen very seldom. But I'm going to leave you on this note 
John, before we get into our, our are, wrapping are of, up of the, are we, are we stopping the podcast or are you just, we, we are going to, uh, I, I hit, I hit a wall and I don't think I can go any further. Obviously I'm wrong. And that's going to, it's going to take me a while to recover from that. John, did you know that oh. wrong speaking of wrong is spelt wrong in the dictionary? Of course it is. How else yeah. would it be spelled? Exactly. Do you think My I daughter knew? still hasn't figured out what I meant by that. I told her that joke, and she's like, <laughs> I don't get it. And then she's trying to think how it's spelled, and then she, yeah. Yeah. Is there something in how you said it, though? Do you know that wrong? You mean R-O-N-G? Right. I mean, wrong. <laughs> Sorry. I can yeah. work myself into these frenzies. And you I can. You can. And that's why we rely on our listeners to give us some <laughs> feedback about your little spirals that you get into which um, i do but you do, you do. too you i do very much through, absolutely but we would love to hear from our would love to hear from our listeners about our spiral spiralization it's a nice <laughs> big that i couldn't say yes. on our social media or on our website or you know what here's the other thing you can go up to our website you can click on any of the social media buttons and talk to us. You can click on YouTube and go watch all of our podcasts, even though it's all you're going to see is the squiggly lines going across the wave, which I like. I do like that as well. I it's a lot easier like. on the eye than looking at our hot faces. Exactly. You can see when all of our affiliate links, not just the ones that we mentioned, but you can see all of our affiliate links up there. Yep. What else can they get from our website, John? Oh my gosh. There's just a plethora of things they can get up there. Nick certainly they can get on our, our old mailing episodes list. they can also get on our mailing list and we will send you mail and most of it is just going to be stuff that you do not want it's junk right. mail but if Don't you tell find them you're that, running never low on up. that yeah actually they will i think i think a lot of places you know, encourage you to give your email address and they don't tell you they're going to send you junk mail. I think we need the opposite approach. We're going to we send should. you crap. And if you are low on crap in your mailbox, you know, where it'll come through the inbox rather than the junk mail folder, uh, we're your guys. Absolutely. We'll, we'll John, you couldn't have said it better. Like you are a genius marketer. <laughs> that is a genius marketing move right there. Isn't it though? And on that note, <laughs> we'll see you next week. See ya!